So, I mean, like, do you have a taste for anything in particular? Not really. Tastes like a Korean barbecue place. But I don't know about taking it all the way home. That's right. Because Korean barbecue is usually best enjoyed on site. Right. Right in front of the grill. Yeah. Right in front of the grill. That reminds me, I keep on seeing this place on uh, Instagram. What? It looks really good. They have, uh, like, it's it's one of those rotary-type eatery places. But instead of sushi, it's rotary, um, like, Korean barbecue. Oh. So the meat comes around <laughs> on this little it. train, and you grab it off the train, you know. It's awesome. And it just, yeah, it's supposed to be great. And you can just sit there and cook it up. You sit there, cook it up. They have um, booths, and they have uh, bar side you know okay. like bar style okay so you just grab it off okay but it's weird because it's it's hard to describe exactly how it's set up in the store because it just it's so unique to me mm -hmm. but we got to go eventually okay yeah yeah I'm, I'm totally down with that yeah all right i'm gonna test these out for like maybe 10 or 15 minutes okay because i do want to get something on the website mm -hmm. or something on the feed just because you know it's been about half a month since we recorded anything lex and i half a month yeah the last episode was uh released on april two? 16th that was just two weeks ago that's half a month yeah you're right i consider that half a month okay i get you <laughs> i get you um... well, I, I get you yeah okay but yeah you know it's just one of those things so okay. i don't want to fall out of practice of this and plus i mean there's so much going on in everybody's life right now right that you know i think it's important to really um kind of give a little bit of disclosure if this fucking setup works at all okay. uh <laughs> about what's going on is it on right now it's on i just keep moving my Ooh. my microphone i keep well i keep hitting it with my chin yeah <sighs> i'm hoping that a lot of this stuff i can fix in post in fact i'm gonna clip it on my seatbelt here maybe that'll be a little bit better if i move it down Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is all just trying to figure this out, obviously. Right. Um, and because these are those Rode microphones, I can uh, just export it onto my laptop and then like do a little magic to it. Right. Once we get in. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm going the right way. Uh, you're going to the towards the expressway. I see it up there. Ah, there it is. So. Okay. Riding in cars. Riding in cars. So. Yeah, there's a lot going on, obviously, you know, with uh, Lex's dad passing away. Yeah. And I've been, uh, we made the decision for CNSC, which is not completely common knowledge yet, but, you know, I know our listeners aren't going to go and tell the local media. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also made the decision as a group to shut down uh, Chicago Nerd Social Club mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, basically just spin off the book club to its own thing. So oh, okay. that's in process. And that's a that's a, a pretty lofty process because we were a um a not for profit mm -hmm. at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, we have all kind of uh all all kind of stuff that needs to be done legally mm -hmm. to shut it down. It's not like we can just flip off a switch or something like right, that. You know? So right. we've gotta be cautious to do that just the right way mm -hmm. and also make sure that predatory people don't swoop in and try to co-op the Chicago Nerd Social Club brand mm. 
in order to, you know, make it their own thing. Have you experienced that before? A long time ago, before I was on the board, apparently there was a move on Reddit uh, when they had, you know, their own Reddit account and everything, and they promoted a lot of stuff on there. Okay. Some people tried to grab the socials for Chicago Nerd Social Club Mm -hmm. using the same branding Mm -hmm. and make it seem like they were in charge of it. Mm. Not understanding that, like, we actually... Well, they, at the time, filed paperwork and stuff like that. Right. So it wasn't just like something they could just go and, and, and take. <laughs> you right, know? without some kind of legal, without some kind of transfer. Well, yeah, some without transfer, transfer. And without any type of repercussions. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's a, a kind of a tangled thing. Mm. And, of course, you know, I don't want to speak for Lex, but, you know, she's dealing with a lot right yeah. now, obviously, yeah. uh, dealing with this. Um, I can only speak to... How difficult it was when my mom passed away, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, uh, obviously you were there for. Yeah. And you remember just how much we had to go through. I mean, with her with her home, with, uh, you know, of course, her, her, her last her wishes and mm-hmm. trying to get all of that figured out mm-hmm. in, in such a, a short amount of time. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad that Lex has her family to help her out yeah. in this case and really... Uh, you know, back her as she tries to, to wade through all this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she she seems like she has a good support system in place. So I don't think it's going to be as um, tumultuous, tumultuous for her. For yeah. her. Right, yeah. right. And I'm not saying it's not a hard thing to deal with. It's right. actually a hard thing to deal with, especially the emotional aspect of it. Right. Uh, because, you know, my mom and I, <clears throat> excuse me, my mom and I weren't necessarily as close uh, as a lot of mothers and sons um for a big chunk of my life Mm -hmm. um because i was a knucklehead and you know she had some very strong beliefs that i didn't quite agree with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but of course um that changed Mm. near the end of her life even even before we found out about her cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. um she really made a strong effort to be more involved in my life and I did the same. Right. And a big part of that is because um she really <laughs> she really admired uh our relationship, you and I. She really loved you and wanted to treat you like a daughter because she's known you basically your whole life. And she of <laughs> course knew me my whole life. And she always was a fan of yours. Hmm. You know? And when she found out we were a thing, she really did have a change in her attitude and and her demeanor towards everything. And she wanted to be a part of that. Mm. Um, You know, I was always uh, real quick, a little sidebar. How did she find out? Did you just tell her? About you and I being together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just told her. How did that work? Like, I never, (laughs) I never... Yeah, just in a, in a conversation, you know, it wasn't any type of like big reveal or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course, you would come over to her house with me and yeah. we'd just, you know, be over there for a while and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just how it just progressed. Yeah, but like, you know how, it, you know, like, like a mom can assume something and then, ver- you know, and then be like have it confirmed or oh, have sure. it denied or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like that's what actually brings credence to the whole thing. But <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I was just curious, like, you know, did you just be like, hey, you know, I'm going to have Dolores come over here for a little bit just to hang out or and and then did she ask why? And you just said, well, because we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> She's my girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, I mean, I was very upfront about it just because I was, I was proud, you know, so I was very happy. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, back to the matter at hand. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's a, a difficult situation dealing with the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. especially somebody that you're as close to as uh, Lex was close to her dad. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're getting the services together and everything mm-hmm. and and dealing with, um, you know, everything that um, was left behind. And I just I appreciate the type of man that, that Michael Lutz was. Yeah. And. I told Lex the other day, because I'm trying to make sure to make time to still talk to her every day. Right. Because it could be a very lonely thing, too. Right. Um, and when I say a lonely thing, it can be almost... I want to I wanna make sure I say this the right way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, it's not a matter of people turning their back, necessarily. It's a matter of you feeling like you're sinking into a, a dark place. Okay. You know, I mean... Again, to get back to Lex's dad, mm-hmm. he had a big impact on her life, and it shows through her, and it Massive. shows through her brother, yeah. Yeah. and just what wonderful people they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I expressed to her, I'm glad that before he was gone, he got to see her fall in love. Yeah. He got to see her start her new journey yeah. in Texas and, and, you know, make a way for herself. Right. And really just see her coming to her own with her job and everything. Right. I mean, you know, Lex has evolved so much these past few years. Mm-hmm. She's already a great person and now she's an even better person. Right. And I feel like, you know, as a as a father, he had to be incredibly proud. Oh, my God. Of yeah. Her yeah. And all the efforts that she made. And uh, yeah, I that's have, how I feel about that. I have zero doubt. Yeah. I have zero doubt that he was like the most proud papa on earth just to see her be like you know what i'm gonna move out but i'm just gonna move out i'm gonna move to another state yeah and i'm doing it with somebody that i trust <laughs> that i found on my own accord yeah that i trust and who trusts me and i feel comfortable enough to do this with them like you know that's isn't that like you know the the dream yeah basically isn't that the dream for most parents <laughs> for just most like parents, hey yeah. i just want somebody i want my kids to find somebody who will take care of them the way that i would take care of them yeah yeah that's that's awesome right it's awesome so i'm glad he got to witness all of that you know man he fought too he did Ugh, he did it was a it was man. a long battle Man. And uh, I mean, again, I don't want to get too much into the personal details of it. Right, but, right, right. You know, it's it's he's a strong guy. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're here for Lex, of course, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, I just felt the need to talk about how I was feeling a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure we'll we'll hear from her when she's ready to talk about it too. Yeah. But in the meantime, we didn't want to uh, just leave radio silence and, you know, just kind of have that floating around that way. Right. Right. And honestly, Resnaculous is on hiatus right now, too, because we're trying to get our health in order. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Because there's really like, all right. So there there have been a lot of options offered to us. Yes. 
uh, over the past few months mm-hmm. as far as your snackulous items go. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Y'all nasty because a lot of these involve ranch. And you know what? I draw the line at ranch, okay? It is not cool to have ranch ice cream on the shelves. I don't care if it's Hidden Valley. I don't care if it's Newman's Own. Ranch dressing ice cream is nasty. And you know what? We made a lot of strides in our work with Snackulous to not do any type of like disrespect to any cultures or anything like that. But Americans... Y'all nasty. Right, right. And this we, needs to stop. We are the weirdos. We <laughs> we are the true weirdos when it comes to flavor, to yeah. having to our palates. Yeah. Oh, my God. The disgrace of flavor town. Yes. This is the bad place. This is. This is. Like, I mean, there's there should be nothing, like, legitimately good and new coming out of the American palate. <laughs> like, well, nothing. What was it that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lasso, he was offering uh, one of the oh, players' dads yeah. some candy. Yeah. And he's like, you, you want some American candy? And the guy was like, yeah, absolutely. And right. he's like, yeah, it's got that bad sugar. Yeah, like, it's got yeah. that bad sugar. That's right. That's right. Like, you mean uh, high fructose corn syrup? He's like, yeah, but I can't pronounce all that. I just call it that bad sugar. <laughs> that bad sugar. He's right. right. He's absolutely right. <laughs> oh, my God. That actually reminds me. Um, so um, on the Today Show, yeah, they had a segment of like yuck or yum or something like that with the uh, with the uh, Henry Winkle Winkler. Interesting. Okay. And uh this was on um the the Hoda and, The Hoda Jenna Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know no, the Hoda Yes. But yeah, so so yeah, and he they had him trying some interesting stuff. Okay. And one of them is an ice cream uh that is seasoned with Everything bagel seasoning. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm yeah, not a fan of yeah, that. Yeah, neither did he. No. Neither did he. He was just like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, why does this exist? <laughs> right. That doesn't sound good at all. No. I mean, no. you know, if it's everything but the bagel, add the bagel. Uh, right. Just put it on a damn bagel. Put it on a bagel. Man. I mean, all you did was freeze some schmear. Some everything bagel <laughs> flavored schmear. Real quick. That's what you did. There's that gazebo. So that's so weird. It just popped it's up not, out of nowhere. It's not new. No, it's not new. It looks aged. But it's it's one it's of those uh, Mandela effect sort of things. Right. So we're on Western here in Chicago. We're driving down Western, and we're passing Wells Park. Yes. And in the middle of Wells Park, we've driven past this park multiple times yep. over the past couple of decades. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're in the back of a lift yesterday, coming home from the movies, and it's like, oh. Is that a gazebo? And it's just a full-blown gazebo. I'm not talking about like a cheap-looking gazebo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's got like metal bars and wood paneling and all kind of stuff. This could easily fit fit like 15 to 20 people inside of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, no problem. Like, I can imagine there being one of those bandstands like they had in uh, Mary Poppins with the penguins and whatnot. Yes, exactly. You know? And everybody's got on like those straw hats and those... Oh, my God. (laughs) Ugh. Man, what a what a trippy movie that was! Oh, but I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed Mary Poppins oh, yeah, immensely. It's a beautiful movie. It's a nice transition too, because you know, as a kid, especially a kid of the '80s, mm-hmm. you're not used to growing up with. Well, to me anyway, mm-hmm. I wasn't used to growing up with a lot of live action stuff being my go-to entertainment. Yeah. If I was watching something, I wanted it to be a cartoon. Right. And the problem was at that time. 
we didn't have Nicktoons. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Disney Channel was still in, the, in its infancy. Yeah, and truly. It, it, you know, just like every corporate product that tries to start with the best intentions. Right. Showing like Mickey Mouse, Mouse Crusade? Mouse Crusade. It was like Mickey Mouse, but exercise. What? Yeah. So it was an exercise show starring Mickey and friends. <laughs> And it's these people in those big Mickey outfits, like trying to do their exercises and such. And it was so uncomfortable to watch because you feel bad for the people in these hot outfits, you know, as they're trying to show kids how to be healthy. And then they had like a weird live action Winnie the Pooh, which still had the same voices of the animated Winnie the Pooh. But it was like people in costumes once again. What? Welcome to Pooh Corner. Look it up. Oh, that's you. weird. Yeah. That's a bad title. <laughs> And well, you know, look. <laughs> Welcome to Pooh Corner. In retrospect, it was always a poop joke. There was never a time where there was any Winnie the Pooh media that was 100% not a poop joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know? believe that. I, I different times. That. Different times. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's it's like how, how girls these days call their boyfriends stink. Like, I don't... What? They call... Yeah. Like, big head. You've heard big okay, head. Okay, yeah. I've heard big head. Well, I've the, heard apple head. The next um, evolutionary step is calling... Their boyfriend stink, which that's... is supposed to be a term of endearment. But to me, it's like I work hard not to smell. That's... <laughs> I work hard not to stink. Right. And you're calling me stink. That makes me self-conscious. That's, that's offensive. Do you see how far I veered off the path now? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, going yeah. back to my initial point, yeah. back in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have <laughs> cartoons 24 hours a day. So it was difficult to be like, all right, yeah, you get to watch all these VHSs of these cool cartoons. Oh, but now... Uh, Journey to Witch Mountain is on uh, uh, Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Journey to the Center of the Earth or mm -hmm. something else that they had that was geared towards kids, but it was just like some British people having really scary adventures <laughs> with bad <laughs> right. film quality right. that right. wasn't right. animated at all. Right. Okay. Even in The King and I, that had that one segment in there Ooh. where Mickey Mouse was dancing. Not Mickey Mouse. Oh, my God. Jerry the Mouse was dancing. Oh, I have not seen that. What am I thinking of? It wasn't The King and I then. I was about to say, like, because the only King and I that I've seen has been the one with Yul Brynner. Okay, I'm incorrect. There was a movie, though, that existed. It was live action. Okay. And there was one segment where Fred Astaire was dancing with Jerry the Mouse. Do you remember what? this? Not at all. Okay, but it was like, you know, pre- uh, Roger Rabbit, of course. Of course. Uh, and Had I think it be. was it was around the same time as Mary Poppins, but... The reason I'm bringing all that together is because it was a nice transition mm. to watching a live action movie with the understanding that mm. within this film, there would be an animated segment to look forward to. So you could watch, pay attention or not, and know that there was going to be a cartoon in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good times. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were just waiting for the hidden cartoon. I was just waiting for the up. hidden cartoon. Oh, my God. That's all. Um, wow. But I wasn't disappointed because both of those instances were very cool. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, it all came to fruition with Roger Rabbit, which was amazing. Oh, God. For yeah. the time. That was, oh, it was so cool. It's so sad, too. I, I've watched retrospectives about it and I've watched little YouTube videos that explain why they never followed up on it. You know, and it's just because they decided to make some bad decisions. Yeah. Like, um, I guess the sequel at one point was going to be CGI, 
with Roger as a CGI being instead mm. of just hand drawn to save money. Yeah. And it was just like, no, that's not the charm. The charm was the Ink and Paint Club. Right. Ink and Paint. Right. And all these classic cartoons coming together. Exactly. That was the appeal. Roger, sure, it was great to have him, but we didn't get another like spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit until Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers came out during the pandemic. Hmm. Because, yeah. I well, mean, it's the same thing, basically. Well, well, well. I was going to say, I mean, granted, it is not a Disney product, uh -huh. but Cool World. Cool World, yeah. Cool World was Roger Rabbit with drugs and sex. Sure. And then, I mean, if we're being super technical, you can bring up Paul Abdul and uh, oh, DJ yeah, Supercat. Sure. Yeah, sure. You know, who also appeared in Roger Rabbit, not Roger Rabbit, uh... Uh, Chippendale Chip Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers, yep. Roger Rabbit was in there, Chippendale was in there. Yep. Ugly Sonic was in there. <laughs> I still think that movie was like a fever dream. It's crazy it exists. <sighs> it's a fever dream. Yeah, especially with just the fact that, you know, it's John Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah. a completely different vibe of John Mulaney these days. <laughs> As was noted in his stand-up. Yeah. yeah. His most recent stand-up. It was a good it was a good stand-up special. That was. You know. I mean, he didn't do anything criminal, so it's like, <laughs> no. yeah, I'm not as big a fan of him anymore, but it's it's also interesting to me um, to go down this thought path, like those those guys <laughs> who who famously were dedicated wife guys as their personality uh -huh. and, you know, as their claim to fame or part of their part of their charm. Yeah. Don't count on those guys. <laughs> like, don't don't love somebody because of how much they love their wife. <laughs> It seems like a bad time. Right. Because, right. you know. Besides, what if their wife is a piece of shit? <laughs> like, you know? What if the wife is like, you know, I can't stand those brown people. Oh, my or, God. Or, oh, my God, I can't stand people that are overweight. <laughs> or I can't stand um, Democrats, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of shitty ass women out here. Well, there are a lot of shitty wives out here. All right, you said it. You know, like, um, you know, present company excluded, of course. I mean, I got you. See, but this is the difference here, and I know it sounds almost hypocritical when I'm like, yeah, don't trust wife guys and shit like that, and I'm like <laughs> a wife guy, right? But the difference here is. I'm a shitty person myself. No, the no. difference here is... <laughs> we're shitty together. We're shitty together. No, the difference is um, you're here. Yes. We're talking about this. This is true. You're on the mic. This is true. People know you. You're not just like some like olive oil persona. Olive oil persona? Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So to explain what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. She was always the damsel. You know, That's she, she true. never really had her own thing going on yeah and even when she did have her own thing going on it was usually just for one episode mm -hmm. it was like oh look at her she's fighting for women's suffrage and it's like Popeye's standing beside her that's a great couple and they never bring it up again right it's right like, right exactly oh, all right I guess I guess she won I guess women's rights have been no no oh okay well actually I can't I well I also have this to add though like in those kinds of episodes where they would show her trying to like you know do something to, to better the world yeah she was still fucking up <laughs> so bad like she was like like you know they never they never just wrote it like yeah she's responsible yeah, yeah she knows exactly what she needs to do mm -hmm. yeah you know no she had to mess up 
so that Popeye can come and save her in some very strange way. All right. So in defense of olive oil in that case, sure, yes, most of the time she was fucking up. However, there were certain times where if it was something that was like super patriotic, mm -hmm. that she would actually be like the one to stand up for it. You know? Oh, yeah. Cause... And she would end up being like um, taken advantage of by Budo. Ugh. You know, like, Gross. like, like, for instance, and I'm making this up. Mm. It probably it feels like it was an episode of Popeye, but it's been years. Right. Mm. She was selling war bonds. OK, <laughs> so she's selling war bonds. And all of a sudden, Bluto comes up. He's like, war bonds, eh? You know, because he didn't really move his teeth. Mm -hmm. When he talked, he just kind of gritted his teeth and That's looked it. maniacal. Right. So he's probably like, war bonds. Okay. Well, hey, I'm selling war bonds, too. Why don't you sell me war bonds and I'll sell you war bonds? And then we'll have helped our troops win the war, right? Uh, okay. And then all of a sudden, she's out of like $100, which was a lot of money back then. Most definitely. Yes. So that's like the equivalent of a million dollars today. Don't check that. Don't don't fact check that. Um, so she sells Bluto, and then Bluto sells her, and all of a sudden, all her money's gone. Oh no! And so here comes the ultra patriotic Popeye the Sailor Man, who is loosely affiliated with the U.S. Navy, we'll say, and he comes and he stomps the stew out of Bluto, mm. just. Beats the brakes off of Bluto after and gets that few, money back. After taking a few licks. Right, right, right. But, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, it's always like he has to take a few licks, realize that he forgot to take his spinach today. Man. And then go ahead and take his spinach, and then all of a sudden it's like, ooh, steroids, let's go. <laughs> let's beat the mess out of him, you know? Every, like, oh. every boy of a certain age oh and a lot of girls, too, I'm sure probably ate that spinach thinking it was going to do that mm -mm. that one time nope. and they were like this is disgusting nope nope i guarantee you knew you. better uh, no, no no i guarantee you that it was like you know when, when kids were young it's just like okay here eat the spinach and then, no 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 see see uh popeye taking his spinach and all the power that he gets or whatever and yeah. then the next night they have spinach again for dinner and it's like <laughs> still oh no 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 didn't work like that, that, like that i think that that is where that's one of those moments where a kid can can figure out in their lives that oh what's happening on tv is not true to real life all the time right because fucking papa makes makes spinach look amazing like it's delicious and and, and incredible and all of that stuff and then, but as a kid, <laughs> all you taste is grass. All you taste is stewed grass. I'll go you one better, especially if it's spinach from a can. All you're tasting is grass and metal. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tinned grass. Tinned grass. How about that? That tastes delicious. That you know, sounds amazing. That's another thing we take it we take for granted uh, now mm. because vegetables used to be nasty. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I know that for Brussels sprouts in particular, mm -hmm. there was a scientist that hated the taste of Brussels sprouts so much that he decided to genetically manipulate Brussels sprouts to make them less bitter. Really? And those are the Brussels sprouts that we have now. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. This is fairly recent, too. Not like in the past oh. couple of years, but like maybe over the past couple of decades. Wow. Um, and this one, I'm going to say, yes, please do fact check me on because... I hope I'm not talking out of my neck with this one. <laughs> um, but I'll also say this. 
in addition to that, you know, sketchy fact that I just said, mm. uh, people also know how to prepare Brussels sprouts better yes. than they did when we were kids. It used to just Thank be stewed. Yes. But now people are crisping them up. Yep. Adding sea salt and oils. Yes. They're delicious. Yes. And air frying them. Air fryers. Yes. Thank God for air fryers. Yes. Like really. Um broccoli too, but broccoli has always had the crutch of cheese, you know? Oh yeah. Like if you have a cheese sauce, it broccoli is. is just nullified. Right. But now you don't even need that. It's it's just vegetables taste better, they're being prepared better. Yeah, because um, there's <laughs> there's nothing worse to me than a soggy veggie. Mm. It needs to be crisp. It has to have some type of pop. Yeah, and it used to be hard for people to get that type of effect that weren't you know chefs. Right. But right. now everybody has the ability to do that if they want to. Or like even if um, even with the um, the new wave at the time in the nineties, I would say maybe, maybe maybe late eighties. And new wave. <laughs> I mean, in that era, for sure, uh-huh. uh, there's frozen, frozen veggies. Like, there was no other way to cook them for the longest time than to just put them in a pot, bring them up to boil with a little bit of water. Yeah. And you had to have just really gross, soggy, Ugh. overcooked vegetables it's funny too because as we're as we're driving here we just passed by an ihop and it's like ihop's new thick and fluffy french toast Mm -hmm. and i completely got distracted from what you were saying (laughs) which isn't good for a two-person conversation (laughs) for one person to just be like "Ooh, thick and fluffy right exactly i'm talking about vegetables and you sitting over here like "Mm, breakfast breads breakfast breads yes lord (laughs) make it a fish keg friday Yes. Oh man! <laughs> yes, indeed. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. We should get fish cake. We're anyway, telling people where we live. No, we're not. We're giving them a roundabout <laughs> estimation. And plus, the people who listen to this have mailed us things. So ah, uh, that's true. Which we appreciate. Thank you all. That's true. Yeah. 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 Thank you for not trying to hurt us. <laughs> Thank you for showing us like grace and kindness yes, we, and we, privacy. We appreciate all that. Appreciate. So this has been driving with Matt and B. Yep, and Bimo. You and, just didn't hear him. Yeah, Bimo's been chilling. Yeah, he's been chilling. Oh no, uh, why? I love it. Why all do right. you do it? Well, uh, to to summarize everything, mm. uh, we love Lex. Yes. Uh, Brussels sprouts are good now. Yes. Uh, Popeye is weird. Yes. And cartoons are great. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And talk to you later. Bye.